I'm Ilter Ibrahimov. And I'm Nicole Inika Hamilton. You're listening to Mambo from Fall for Dance North. For our fourth season of Mambo, we paired artists that are featured at our 2023 annual festival with a creative peer and invited them to sit down for an intimate conversation. A jingle dance competition transforms Union Station, the beating heart of the city, into a celebration of Indigenous culture and beauty. Groundbreaking UK-based Kanduko Dance Company debuts their sonically immersive new duet. Tony Award-winning dance maker Sonia Taya brings her inspired collaboration with New York's Gibney Company for its Canadian premiere. And Mozambique-born Toronto-based artist Pulga Mushashoma takes us on an unforgettable journey of self-discovery. In addition to these four episodes, we also have an exclusive extended interview with the creative team behind the upcoming CBC documentary series Swan Song. This new project brings viewers inside the National Ballet of Canada as the company mounts a legacy-defining new production of Swan Lake, directed by ballet icon Karen Kane as she bids farewell to the organization she called home for more than 50 years. So take a seat, take a breath, and listen in. This is Mambo. We sat down with Sonia Taya and Gina Gibney to explore their work, Oh Courage. Here's what they had to say in response to our questions. I'm Gina Gibney. I am the artistic director and CEO of Gibney and Gibney Company in New York City. Our studio is never more enlivened or full of creativity and focus than when Sonia and her projects are there. So we love having you work there. Gina's been incredibly gracious and supportive in my endeavors with other artists that I know she loves and respects. It's very lucky when you get people in your corner. When it does, you want to hold tight to people like that. I just want to say, Sonia, one of the things that is the most meaningful to me is that you really took a chance on the new Gibney company. We had just received this incredible opportunity to become something more resonant and with more depth and more resources. And we didn't have a profile, really. We didn't have a profile as a major repertory company. And we were connected through a mutual colleague and Sonia was on board before we even knew really what it was that we were creating. And I'll just never forget that generosity and that just taking a leap with us. Well, I knew I, Gina's name is famous in the dance world in New York City and beyond, <laughs> but truly is. And I knew anything coming from the work that she's done for the dance community in such an eloquent and socially aware way. I knew that this was going to be something really special that I wanted to be a part of. So I, of course, jumped to the opportunity. Whatever Gibney company becomes in the future, we will always know that the first choreographer that said yes, the first commission, the first time those dancers walked into the studio during the pandemic, an empty building to create work was with Sonia. And it was a courage. So it has a lot of significance, I think, to a lot of people. Definitely for me, too.
Sonia, does the work emote differently now compared to when you first created and premiered it? And has anything changed for you in how you relate to the work personally? I think the evolution of O Courage resonates more in terms of myself. I was in a very different place, searching for a reformation of my life and a recalibration of my spiritual life and my personal life. And this piece couldn't have come in the most monumental time. It really was that epic and felt that big. It was a breaking point I was in and I needed a soul cleansing. And so when I got this opportunity, I immediately went to the Banksons who I make a lot of art with and are the most incredible gut enlightening lyricists and music makers of our time. In my opinion, I love them. They're family when it comes to art. But I remember being on my rooftop and saying, I have this commission and I feel like I have a soul march and a lot to say. (laughs) And I can't wait to say it with them. And I've worked with many of the dancers in the company and I knew what that company was about to bring. I knew this was the piece that I needed to do on them. And I really, truly mean this when I say that that piece really saved me. It saved me in many ways. It made me remember who I am, what I want, what is truth, what hope is. It gave me so much spiritual drive and enlightenment to move forward. And when I felt like I had lead underneath my feet, it was a really monumental time for me. The piece premiered at the Joyce Theater in November of 2021. It was a really triumphant moment. And it was for many, many people in New York City, it was the first live performance that they had attended after the pandemic. And it was such a joyous like rebirth, a moment of rebirth. And I think what has really shifted and been really incredible for me since then is to experience different people, different communities, breathe their own life and relevance into that work and experience it and bring, bring that sense of connection and sense of how the peace really washes over them and impacts them. I've seen it. It's been in LA, it's been in Iowa, it's been in Akron. And I think Probably the most profound experience that we had was when we performed it in Tel Aviv. We know we knew we were doing some pieces by European artists that we thought that the Tel Aviv audience would really respond to, but we had no idea how audiences in Tel Aviv would respond to this really incredible, eclectic, in all the most powerful ways, crossover artist that you just draw from every genre, and we had no idea. And the audience loved it. And there was something about this theme of just passage through difficulty, through death, through questioning, and then emerging in this place of clarity that you so beautifully expressed in that piece. But to see that audience, you know, during, there were strikes going on around us, there was so much strife politically, but to see how deeply the piece resonated with the audiences in Tel Aviv was just really transformational for me. I remember getting that voice memo from you. (laughs) Getting a voice memo from Gina is a really epic moment in time about the response. It was really beautiful to hear. When was the exclamation point added to the title? And why was it important to have this proclamation? It kept going back and forth. And then I just remember just everything was so big in that rehearsal space. The volume of my voice the response from the company. Our days were just thick and 
loud and it was just us and we had our masks on and running out of the room to get breath from each other and running back in to get breath from each other. <laughs> it was so loud. I think it was at the end, maybe my last day. I was like, this, this is a yelling. This is a big, big cry. It took the courage it took for many reasons for many people. I think was a really big reason why it's titled that. I asked of them a lot and to come into the space with me and to feel my pain and to feel theirs, but I came with my pain. They hear like no other group and they see like no other group. They take you in in such a visceral way. I'm, I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm just remembering and smelling all of it back again. It's really one of the most amazing experiences of my, my life, truly. It was, it's a really big one. Gina, how is casting facilitated when a choreographer is invited to work with the Gibney company? Is it standard practice that they will work with the entire company, or do they have input on casting? The company's the company, but Sonia selected the dancers that she would work with, and she's very sensitive and astute in that. And then that was the kind of original cast. But every time there's a cast shift, and I'm sure Sonia will speak to this, the piece completely changes. The whole chemistry, the whole molecular structure of the piece changes because people are really different and the piece unfolds in real time. So it's the same structure, it's the same choreographic content, but it really changes a lot. And sometimes that could be daunting because you never know how they're going to, you know, I'm not there, but the, the way in which the company really asked questions, held on to the words, like held on to my every word. I knew that when I would leave, they would hold that structure that was needed to process how to execute the piece with anyone that came into it. I would just also add, Sonia, you know, Gilbert as a company director has such power and such integrity that when he is preparing that work for the stage in Tel Aviv or L.A. or now at Fall for Dance North, he will bring every ounce of care and scrutiny of every single detail just to really honor your work. It's a beautiful process to watch that. And I'm going to share something personal that I don't know I've ever really said directly to Sonia, but at the same time that all of this was happening, that this piece was being born, I was basically shifting my whole relationship to the organization. I had been prior to a kind of major expansion that our organization underwent. I was a choreographer trying to make work in New York City and struggling and trying to have a company and trying to kind of get that traction as an artist. And it's so hard. And I had basically moved beyond that and was looking for, for my next chapter. And so this whole time that Sonia is working with the company is such a, an incredible dichotomy for me between this joy of this new chapter and this rebirth and yet this shedding of this role that I loved so much and letting go. No, you don't have to be in the studio with this company. You're not making the work. You are making something else happen, and it's a creative process, and it is incredibly fulfilling. But it was just so powerful to me that the messages of Sonia's piece were so much about in death there is rebirth, in growth there is loss, 
in advancing there is, is letting go. It felt like we were all living these sort of parallel journeys. Uh, and so this, this expansion of the company is really wonderful and it's a great new chapter, but it also is a letting go for me. Of how many years in that one way? And you know, oh, yeah. it's like so many. <laughs> 25? It's in your cells and your bloodstream. That shift is so, it's huge. The limitations that I felt as a choreographer trying to make work in New York and have a business and build an organization were so severe that I remember my first conversation with Sonia in which I said, what do you want? Let's give you everything you want to make this piece a success. And it was so incredible to be able to do that. You gave me everything I wanted <laughs> <laughs> It was amazing. Sonia, you work in a number of mediums which vary in scale and scope. Regarding your creative process, what changes and what remains the same as you work on these different projects and platforms? I try to listen to what the piece is needing. Sometimes I already have a map when it's a script. I have a map um, that can lead me to where I'm going, which is beautiful. When I'm making my own work, it's my own imagination in in a room with amazing dancers. And from there, that is a little freer in a sense of I have these visual ideas or a feeling uh, like for Oh Courage, I had a load of feelings and <laughs> I needed a release. So I came in with that, but I don't set the work until I get there. I feel it with them. and We discuss what I'm trying to achieve and what I'm trying to say. And that comes in time movement vocabulary that we, I build and move with them. And then we structure it slowly. Or I come with music, like with the Banksons, I was explaining where I was in my life and they take some of my words and they build demos. And from there, I, I, I utilize the demos to build the work together with the company. Yeah. Let's talk about the Banksons and their musical contributions to the show. You've worked with them previously. Can you talk about that collaboration? I did a piece that was commissioned at New York Live Arts and then at Jacob's Pillow called You'll Still Call Me By Name about seven years ago. Uh, and before then, I saw a show that, that they wrote and just immediately connected to how visceral their music is, how full of soul and desire and there's a reckoning. There's a, it's, a, it's a gospel. It's, a, it's just ancient feeling to me. It's ancient sounding to me. It's so big. My innate sensibilities are the volume is up and I feel like their volume is up too. Our volumes match. Something happens to me when I hear their music. Something revs me up and I'm just, I'm full of ideas. It's just a a beautiful marriage of, of a quest to find something deep in our life. And that's how I walk through the world and that's how they walk through the world. And it just feels really, really good when you have those connections because it can be a really lonely artist life. With them, it's not. I first heard this music recorded and I couldn't believe it. I mean, even the, the sound of just the searing, indelible sounds of the Bankson's just were so powerful and so matched what Sonia's vision was for the piece. I think it's virtually impossible to leave a performance of Courage and not have those images and that music just burned on your soul. It is such memorable and transformative music. It's just incredible. 
And finally, what can audiences expect to experience when they encounter the Gibney Company at this year's festival? I mean, I can talk about the company forever, <laughs> for hours and hours. To see Gibney Dance Company, you're going to see the most visceral, soul-shaking physicality and creativity, artistry, support and love for each other. I could go on and on with how beautiful this company is and thriving and just full of life. And all of them individually have so much to say. So when you put them together, it's like you're bound to feel and question and wonder and have tingles up your spine and just feel taken aback by this. It's a, it's a monumental moment and it's a timeless company. They are excavators of the craft and they want for each other and you can feel it in the space. That's beautiful, Sonia. And I would just say something we haven't touched on, which is in addition to this incredibly visceral, soulful, dynamic choreography that's just so stage filling and yet so moving, there's intimacy, but there's also huge choreographic moments. There's this gorgeous, immense staging with lighting and beautiful stage elements and costuming and the live music, which is really integral component, not just of what you experience, but of what you see on stage. The Bengsons are actually part of the visual uh, design of the piece and the visual energy of the piece. So it's, a, it's quite a, a stunning and, and quite a layered creation. The ninth annual Fall for Dance North Festival runs September 26th to October 7th, 2023, with both free and ticketed in-person and digital events. Gibney Company performs Oh Courage as part of the Unbowed Signature Program 2 on October 6th and 7th at Toronto's Meridian Hall, co-presented with T.O. Live. Visit ffdnorth.com for more info and to purchase tickets for the main stage presentations. This episode of Mambo was produced by Johnny Spence and Ben Whiteley with help from Milana Glumicic. This episode featured music by the Banksons from the original score for O oh Courage. Our theme music is by Johnny Spence. Thanks for listening. Thank you.